Let's appreciate Colin. Thank you, Colin, for leading us so well. I think we can do better than that. Surely we can do better than that. Let's appreciate Colin. So good. Good morning, everyone. How are we all doing? There we go. Dan, my man. Dan, Dan. How are you guys up in the gallery there? Guys, we always have to include them, you know what I mean? It's like that moment there. Well, welcome to, to anyone who is visiting. If you're new, as Colin did, uh, I would say that we're the friendliest church in the city. Yeah. Come on. Guys, help me here. We are the friendliest church in the city. So if you haven't been welcomed, greeted, we're going to do that. And we're going to do that well at the end of the meeting. Not right now. We've already said, how's it? But it's Vision Sunday, and uh, my name is Mark, and I have the incredible privilege of leading in the life of this church. And so what we've done just over the next two Sundays, we've thought, let's, let's try and break down vision. It's so easy to have one meeting, present something of a vision, and then off we go for the rest of the year. The heart really is to first celebrate, celebrate all that God has done. God has done an incredible amount of, of good this year. He's worked in us and through us. He's taken us as a church on an incredible journey. And I just felt like, let's not rush into what are we looking forward to without appreciating what God has already done. And so when we look back, we're able to sit and go, God is truly faithful. He has done incredible things. And uh, next week, we're able to look into the future and go, God is calling us to incredible things. Habakkuk 2 verse 2. You would never have a Vision Sunday if you didn't start with Habakkuk 2, verse 2. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. If there were two things that I trust we would walk away with over these next two Sundays, it's quite simple. The vision would be clear in our hearts, and we would have something to run with. Every single one of us, no matter what age you're at, no matter where you find yourself in in the life of your own walk with Christ, when you hear a vision that is clear, and you're part of a community like this, it is clear that something of a mandate has been given to us to be able to run the course that God has called every single one of us to. Every single person who calls himself born-again believers of Jesus have a responsibility upon their lives to be bearers of the good news, to be ones who walk in the streets and in the byways and the highways representing Christ well. What a great opportunity we have to be able to hear a vision that is clear, but ultimately for us to be able to run with it and to be able to populate the purposes of Christ in the world we live as 2023 was wrapping up, in my reading and my personal devotion, I came across this incredible scripture in Hebrews 13, verse 1. And in the New Living Translation, it says this, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. I don't know how your relationship is with your brother and sister, I can remember my brother and I, you know, just settling some things, screaming and shouting, running at each other. But we love each other. We are brothers. 
We appreciate each other. We respect each other. We're there for each other. Doesn't matter what happens, he's my brother. Don't speak to my brother that way. I remember in high school, one of the teachers was giving me a lot of uphill and my brother was in matric, much bigger than me. And I remember him going to the teacher and literally putting his finger in his face and standing up for me. And I was like, there's my brother. (laughs) He was the one that woke up early at five to go push weights. My only experience was one morning when he invited me and I fell asleep on the bench press. And as you can see, the testimony is before you. (laughs) Keep on loving. There's something of an instruction to keep doing something. It, it, It requires an engagement. It requires a responsibility on your part and my part. Keep on loving each other. Make sure that you are waking up in the morning and you're paying attention to who needs love. Who needs that attention and who needs to be partnered with like a brother would, a sister or his other brother? But as I continue reading and just pondering upon this portion of Scripture and ultimately just sort of looking into 2024, saying, God, what are you speaking to us as a church but ultimately to me? And before I carry on, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not one who's quick to put New Year's resolutions in place. As Jono reminded us last week, Pretty much all of us have failed already. It is a joke for those who are continuing with your New Year's resolutions. But the disclaimer is that I'm not one to quickly come up with a word for the year or a scripture for the year or a saying for the year. And and maybe you do do that and that's great and, and I trust that it works for you. But for me, it never has worked. I've always tried to look upon a year and say, God, won't you lead and guide me? Won't you stir my heart as I continue? Because I know that only you know what lies beyond today. That I need to be ready, Father, for whatever it is. And I believe that there are some of us who do need a word from God because actually when the trials come, you're able to hold on to that word. So I'm not saying that having a word or not having a word is... Is, is, is in a sense in conflict, it's what God has called you to walk in. But my disclaimer is that I don't normally come up with a word or a scripture. But I came across this portion of scripture in a, in a different context, in a different reference. A man, Brian Simmons, refers to it in this way, and he says, no matter what, make room in your heart to love every believer. No matter what. Make room in your heart. Can you just imagine your heart just opening up a little bit more? It's like, okay, I'm just going to make a little bit more room for that person. You know that person I'm talking about. But you're making a little bit of room in your heart to love every believer. Turning back the clock 14 years ago, the year 2010 was a significant moment in the lives of a few families. They had the outrageous idea of leaving what they knew, what they cherished, what they'd sown into, the familiarity, the friendships. And they chose to inconvenience themselves to move out and to hire a tent in the middle or next to a vineyard. And they decided to plant a church called Common Ground Constantinburg. A few people who chose to leave what they knew, what they cherished, what they loved, they made a little bit of room in their hearts to say, God, would you use me to transform another part of the city? They made room in their hearts to hear God's voice. 
They made room in their hearts to serve the benefit of others. They made room in their hearts to love strangers. They made room in their hearts to show up. When you go and you pioneer something, you need to show up. They made room in their hearts to give their lives for the advancement of the gospel. Aren't you grateful that those families made room in their hearts? We wouldn't be here. Absolutely, we wouldn't be here. It's such an incredible privilege to be able to stand and respond to this text and say, God, would you make room in my heart? Would I allow you to make room in my heart for what you have in store for me? 14 years later, 2024, I would like us once again, the charge for us this year is make room in our hearts for the season that's ahead. 1 Samuel 7, verse 12 to 13, and, and here's Samuel and the conflict between the Philistines and Israel, and it says this, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. Don't you love that? 14 years ago, the, people planted a church, and 14 years of God helping direct, heal, lead, add to over the years, he has helped us up until this point. As Samuel says, he has helped us. And it carries on in verse 30. He says, so the Philistines were subdued and didn't invade Israel again for some time. And throughout Samuel's life time, the Lord's powerful hand was raised against the Philistines. I want to encourage us. Let us make room in our hearts, not just for the next 12 months, but for the lifetime of this church. God's faithfulness upon Samuel for his lifetime, throughout his lifetime. I'm sitting going, God, I wanna serve you for my whole lifetime. I wanna give myself to the lives of others for my whole lifetime, Lord God. I wanna make room in my heart for my life to hear your voice. I wanna make room in my heart, Lord God, to serve the benefits of others. I wanna make room in my heart, Lord God, to love strangers. I wanna make room in my heart, Lord God, to show up. I wanna make room in my heart, Lord God, to give my life for the advancement of the gospel in my lifetime and in yours. Turn to the person next to you and say, make room. Make room. So as I said today, today is gonna to be a moment of celebration. Today I trust that there's gonna be much applause as we heard someone break out in the back and helped us with the applause. Thank you, I'm relying on you, whoever that person was. You're gonna get us going this morning. But this morning is gonna be a time where we're able to celebrate. We celebrate what God has done and, we're able to, and that speaks into our future. And the first area I wanna celebrate is in the area of generosity. In the area of generosity. When looking back over the last six months, Lou stood up here, Llewellyn, who gave the announcement for marriage. He stood up here and six months ago, he announced or gave us all of the figures where we were as a church financially. And then he presented something of what it would look like if we were to thrive into the next six months. And I remember sitting there going, come Lord, you have to do something. But over that last six months, God has done an incredible, incredible work. And I'd love to just share it with you. Our finances over the last six months have grown 32%. Come on. Yeah. 
the number of regular committed givers, individuals who are responding, saying, actually, I want to step into something of this story and take responsibility has grown by 14%. We're able to bless. Yeah, I know, this sounds like the, you know, the, the award ceremony at the last uh, school function, so maybe we should hold our applause to the end. But anyway, I'll, I'll let you know when we can applaud because we're going to have a long meeting this morning. But anyway, cool, just keep it going. Keep those hands ready. But ultimately, there has been 14% increase of individuals who have said, actually, we want to play a part financially. We're seeing what God is doing. We're excited about what the potential is that God is going to do. And as a family or as a husband and wife or as an individual, we've decided to be able to play a part nailing something in the ground in our finances to be able to give. We are able to bless Common Ground Langer congregation with 100,000 rand towards their purchase of their property. We are able to, to look into the story of another church and say they are desperately in need of facilities, they desperately in need of some ground to meet on. Yes, we are too. We're looking for our own home and our own future, but man, God, what a privilege it is to be able to play a part in the longer story that every single one of you have had to play. Do you realize that? That there's something of what you guys have done that is now invested into the longer narrative. Of all the income that we've received over the year, we've been able to give 830,000 rand away to bless initiatives, to bless organizations, to bless others, the advancement of the gospel. 830,000 rand, come on, that is amazing. So just to highlight what areas you guys are investing in, all of us, firstly, Common Good. Common Good is this incredible organization that we get to partner with, birthed out of Common Ground Rondebosch so many years ago. But some stats that came in, I just asked them, just tell us what happened this last year. Tell us what's going on. Tell us what has taken place over this last season. There's the Cunha Initiative, which focuses on the first thousand days of a child's life. Literally the developmental moment as the child is born, first thousand days, the common good guys come into homes, into families to try and invest, empower, and uplift. And so we've been able to impact 4,620 families over this initiative, over this season. The Common Good has also partnered with the Western Cape Education Department and collaboration with the schools project to bring additional support to non-paying fee schools. And just over the mountain here in Hart Bay, Silicamba High School in Hart Bay, we've been able to play a part in the finances that we are contributing to empower educators to come alongside that school, to give into that context equipping that is required to raise the standard of the matric pass rate. In 2019, they had a 40% matric pass rate, and we just received the figures, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that today there was a 93% pass rate in that school alone. That's powerful. Over 273 graduates went through the job readiness program last year. 135 grade 11s were assisted to plot their career paths. This is all just every month we've been able to generously just provide and give into something that is changing lives. Lives that have been altered and changed because of the power of the gospel. The other organization that we give into is the Advance Movement. The partnering of churches that we are all part of around the world. 
Ultimately, the finances that we give are there to empower, to plant new churches, to strengthen churches. And currently, there's five different continents that Advance is working into with over 140 churches. The beauty is that part of our partnership with Advance allows people who have a dream to plant churches to step into that reality. And just this last couple months, two churches have been planted, River City Church in California, USA. How cool is that? We don't know who they are, but man, it's so cool that we got to play a part. And down in Australia, Valley Community Church just planted over the last couple months. And so we get to play a part as a local church in Constantinburg with a global narrative. We're able to invest something that we have into a story that is far greater. It's like I feel like one day we're in heaven and someone from Australia comes, and I know in heaven we're going to have a bit of a problem with the Australians, but as we see them, there's going to be a love for them that only God can give us. And as we engage them, the person is going to go, wow, are you that people? Yeah, <laughs> Colin, don't do that. But we played a part in seeing a church community built. What about our build campaign, our own campaign that we have been going on for, it feels like years, and Don would say, yes, years. But our build campaign has, has felt a little undercover this year. It feels like some have asked me, like, what is actually going on? And truly, to be honest with you, only God knows. <laughs> only God knows. But thank you that He knows. But as we continue to trust, because guys, we have an incredible future as a church. This local church, there is a, a reach that God has called us to as a church. It goes beyond Cape Town. It goes beyond this continent. It goes into the globe. And God has called us, and He's waiting patiently. I don't think He's waiting. He's causing us to wait patiently for that moment when He pulls the trigger on that preferred piece of land or property, whatever it is that He is going to give to us. On a side note, as I said at the end of last year, we are waiting for the Enkhir Church to respond back to us around a final decision. If you do not know the story, Enkhir Church down in Bergfleet uh, at the Ladies' Mile, that massive intersection, they had approached us a number of years ago to, in a sense, partner with them. And as we've tried to navigate the partnership narrative and how it would work and how it could work and possibly should work, we came to the realization that actually we needed to be in a place where we are trusting God to speak to them clearly. That actually it's not just trying to dance together, but there needs to be a clear conviction in their hearts as well as in our hearts as to what this can look like. Because ultimately we don't want to step into a space that will cause friction and turmoil. And so we are trusting that by the end of this month, early February, that there'll be some clarity. Either it's a yes or it's a no, and that's okay. That's okay. Why? Because God knows. We might not know. But the beauty is that over the season, our finances into this build account has grown. And so we're sitting on a 3.1 million rand amount in the bank. There have been some other people that have committed uh, to, to further finances when the moment comes. But right now, that's what's sitting in our bank account. And I want to just say, just sheepishly, but with, filled with conviction, that this is about 10% of what we're going to need. Absolutely. We live in Constantia, folks. When last did you buy a property? When last did you develop and build? But God has called us. 
and He will provide as He always has. We can look behind us and look at churches that looked upon the, the possibilities of what lay before them, totally muted by the mountain and the mammoth task that lay before them, but yet as they stepped out into faith of what God had called them, it's amazing how God had provided them the finances. So we look upon them to give us hope for what lies before us. We all know that this building initiative, this future dream is going to require us to make room in our hearts. So let's be ready for it. Let's be open. So why do we celebrate finances? Why are finances so important? Well, every amount received has made a significant impact in the lives of people. That's why it matters. Your generosity has provided countless opportunities for people to encounter Jesus. That's the privilege. So let's quickly go through a few stats of the impact of what this looks like locally. Sunday impact. And I'm sure you've got all the stats there. Sunday impact. I'd love to just go through this quickly. Sunday weekly attendance up by 12% uh, over the last six months. Kids rock weekly attendance by 10%. People serving on Sundays, 30%. Come on. We've just seen a sparked increase of people just saying, man, we want to play a part. 30%. New people wanting to make this home. 95, 95 people. Now, that's not all the guests that came. Man, we've had hundreds of people walk through those doors. This is 95 people that have filled out saying, we want to get involved. We want to play a part and make this home. It's powerful. Babies dedicated. 12. Come on, young marrieds. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure we can double that for 2024. Go on the marriage course. I'm sure there's an area of talking into that department, I'm sure, to just release you guys. But that's 12, 12 kids. That's 12 families. That's 12 lives impacted that are part of this community. So, yeah, if you need prayer, we can pray for you afterwards, but we're trusting that that would double. Baptisms, 11 baptisms. I'm saying, church, we need to be upping our invitational culture. This could be a figure that looks totally different in the end of this year. Many more people being baptized, many more people giving their lives to Jesus. We launched our first ever Constantinburg carols. Who was here for Constantinburg carols? It was sweaty, hey? Sweaty in this room. It was hot, hot. Our first ever Constantinburg carols with about 450 people coming through. It was wonderful seeing people that we've never seen before, people in the community just coming and saying, man, we love this and we trust that we can do it every year. And then our Christmas meetings. And why I raise these two is because these are outreach opportunities. These are moments where we get to, it's like our hands are, from this address go out into the community and we're like pulling people into a place of hearing the gospel. So over that time, we had over 620 people, over three meetings, that's kids included, just coming in and celebrating the birth of Christ. Amazing, amazing. Weekly impacts, let's touch on weekly impact. Couples doing marriage 101. We had over 11 couples last year. This is an initiative that was launched very recently. Over the last 18 to 12 months, just launching into a space where we've looked and said, how do we see healthy families? How do we invest into healthy families? Well, we start with marriage. Say, so how do we get marriages alive, passionate for each other? Well, let's do that. So the marriage course has been outworking itself through Lou and Fran as they've faithfully done it. We then launched a, a parenting program. 
Parenting 101, it launched this year, and we had 15 families or couples attend that. We had one of them, and so it was just a beautiful moment of just seeing people wanting to upskill their parenting, looking upon their parenting as couples, and looking at their kids as well, and saying, okay, this is the kids that God has given me. God help us. God help us. That's pretty much what came out of that. God help us. We look into 2024 and we're saying, God, what is the third area that we feel like we can empower people with to create healthy homes? Well, it's the area of personal finances. And so just look at, keep, keep that in, the, in your hearts because we're going to be launching a finance course this year that will be able to take you through and trust to empower you to look at your per, personal finances in a different way. People involved in life groups, over 225 people connected into life groups, into the community. It's amazing. It's staggering. I'm so grateful that across this area in homes around the city, people are engaging on a weekly basis. And then our teenagers on Friday, 30-odd just average have been connecting in on a Friday. And Josh is coming. Josh, celebrate you, bro. He's not another son from my loins. He is my brother's son, just so you know. Is the loins the right thing? We've been talking about baby dedications, so maybe, you know. But we trust in great things for our frequency age group. We trust in growth there, multiplication. They're an incredible age, and they have like a five-year window period, four to five-year window period to make a significant impact in those high school years. It's like I sit and go, God, Wow. Man, I want to start frothing if I was in that age group again to see multiplication and people's lives impacted. And then lastly, I want to touch on the ministry impact. 2023, we launched multiple ministry opportunities. It was wild. It was wild, but exciting. Many ministry opportunities were launched, and these were lives touched, people's lives transformed. I trust that Christ was impacting the lives of people. The first one that we launched was Business Co. Business individuals that we felt we could serve well. Business Co is this incredible platform where, or, or a grouping, an environment where we can take the gold that's sitting in these chairs, businessmen and women who have, in a sense, succeeded and learned a lot of lessons, we're able to take that gold and present it to the greater business folk in the life of this church, impacting them transforming their lives and taking their friends with them. Our first launch, we had 70 people come to our business code. It was a fantastic moment. We had it at Peddlers. We crammed in that room. It was crammed, uh, but it was great. We were able to really just launch this business initiative as we look into 2024. Flourish Women's Events. Whoop, whoop. Where's all the ladies? The ladies in the house. Come on. We had uh, Flourish, 140 ladies come out to our first Flourish events. Man, the ladies want to go on a retreat. I'm like, what's up with these ladies? They want to go on a retreat. Take them, send them on a retreat. They want to go on a retreat. They want to meet again. They want to have tea and cake. They want to connect. They want to do what the women do best, hear from God, be empowered from, from the Holy Spirit, and step into their future. And so watch your space as we head into 2024, flourishes this incredible event. Forge Men, the mana, we stepped out and we met in a CrossFit gym. Very intimidating for most of us, yes, and for me. But we had 90 people sign up for that. Gather events, as Colin wonderfully said, next week we have a gather moment. Over the last three gathers, we've saw 680 people come through that gather moment. 
connecting, building relationships over three specific evenings. These aren't moments just to eat some food. These are moments for this community to engage together. Young at heart, all our young at hearters, those seniors in our midst, they don't want to hear that word, but I'm going to put it out there to put it into context. We launched our young at heart ministry. We had 30 people in that category connect in and just meet up. It was wonderful. Mommy and me, if you're in the space of just having a kid and you're in that space of like help, Mommy and Me is a great initiative. We, uh, Rosina heads that up and they meet every month on a Friday. We send people on missions, as uh, um, Colin mentioned, into Uganda. We went into the DRC. This next year, we're going to be sending people into different parts of the globe. And I trust that you come, can come on the journey with us. Another celebration moment that maybe isn't significant to most of you because you're sitting in this building. But on YouTube and podcasts, people listening to sermons coming through over a year, we had over 7,700 people either watch or listen to something that was shared from this community. The reach is far and wide, and we're excited for what God has for us. This past year, we did a winter blanket initiative, new clothes or blankets, and we just saw piles and piles of stuff brought in by you as a church. We were able to partner with U-Turn, which is an organization that reaches those who are desperately in need. And so we wanna say, won't our hearts be opened again as we head into this year to be able to make an impact in those of need? For our Christmas initiative, we collected over 120 toiletry bags for the boarders that have logged in into the boarding house in Cape Academy. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for your guys' generosity. It really is so good. But I do want to end off by saying the greatest impact that we get to celebrate this past year is to look forward and to look forward to is the impact that is unseen. It's the impact that is taking place in the hearts of people that only God knows. It's the teenagers, the children, the men and women who are sitting allowing the life of God to, in a sense, make its way down into our hearts to change us. Let us never undermine something of the muted response of people, where people look at you and they might not give you a hallelujah, but yet maybe God is working in their hearts because our God works beyond the, the walls that people put up before us. I want to celebrate the fact that this is where God wants us to trust for, to be able to have faith into the environments of those children that you feel are completely rebellious, but yet actually God can work in their hearts. For those people who have closed off, been offended by what has taken place in the past, when we constantly trust again, make room in our hearts once again for those individuals to say, God, would you make a move and won't you touch their hearts? I want to call the musos up, just as we end off with one more song. Every rand given, every hour served, every heart poured out, plays a significant part in changing the lives of many people for Christ. David puts it this way in Psalm 89 verse 1, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. I trust that even this morning, we can stand, and even if it's just one more refrain that we get to lift up in one accord, but we'd have to lift up our hearts to say, God, I want to stand again and sing of the steadfast love of the Lord. With my mouth, I want to make known the faithfulness 
your faithfulness to all generations. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. As we make room in our hearts for 2024, I trust that a dream would awaken in our hearts. A dream to see revival break out. A dream to see revival break out in our schools, in our businesses, in our universities, in our friends' lives, in our homes. I trust that we'd be a worshiping church that takes the great commission of going seriously. I have a dream of a multiplying church raising up sons and daughters who will carry the flame of the gospel to places that we can only dream about. We have a dream of that. Why? Because we are a gospel community that seeks to fill the city with the life, message, and fame of Jesus. We do this by planting and strengthening churches. We grow people to excel in community, discipleship, societal renewal, and biblical justice. What a great morning. I trust it hasn't just been information. I trust that something has been sparked in our hearts. Say, God, if you could do that then, God, how much more you can do. For men's ministry, women's ministry, for youth on Fridays, for our kids, for a Sunday attendance, for the growth and the multiplication of the gospel beyond our borders. God, let that have gripped our hearts this morning to say, God, truly you have an incredible future ahead of us as a church. Next week, we'll be touching more on the dream. What do we see before us as a church? What do we can trust for? So I wanna hand over to the muses just as we end. Thank you so much, Claudette.